Welcome to the Aligned Women Podcast, a podcast to empower women in chiropractic to grow practices that work for their families. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. We're two moms who are navigating the journey of life and practice just like you. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. everyone, and welcome to episode 53 of the Align Women podcast. I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. I'm your host today, and today you've got me all to yourself while Dr. Danielle Eaton takes a well-deserved break from podcast recording content and is working on other content for the Align Women page. Today we're going to do something we've never done before on the podcast, and Danielle and I are both so excited to introduce this concept to you. You're going to hear what's called an on-air strategy session today, and I'm so proud to be able to feature Dr. Kate Antonetti. She runs a practice with her husband in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and Kate contacted me, it was a couple of months ago, to do a strategy session with me. Now, for those of you who don't know what a strategy session is, I know that all of you are familiar with one-on-one coaching where you have a specific time period, usually it's six months, sometimes it's 12 months depending on the coach, and you work one-on-one with a coach through a series of challenges or to create a process, and there are a certain number of calls every month, usually it's every week or every other week, and you spend that time one-on-one with the coach working through those challenges. A strategy session is different. It's one call, it's a one-off, and we spend 45 minutes together working through a specific challenge or a couple of specific challenges. So a strategy session is fantastic for women who they don't necessarily want a one-on-one coaching relationship. A lot of the people who have had strategy sessions with me, they've had years of coaching and they don't really need the coaching right now. But they are stuck and they they need to move forward somehow and they just can't get outside of the problem enough to move their feet forward and create the momentum that they need. And so what they'll do is they'll book this one-time session, which is a much lower fee than obviously than ongoing coaching. We work through the problem together. I give specific action steps at the end of the strategy session that should take them through the next couple of months and help them to get over that hump and give them a new vision and also get them to the next phase of practice. Now, it can also be a challenge that they're having in their home or personal life because as you know, as women chiropractors, we're not one thing or another. We don't take off one hat and put another hat on. At all times, we are moms, we are women, we are practitioners. So when we have a problem or a challenge in one area of our lives, it does tend to bleed into the other areas. And I work from a very sort of holistic approach in that the solutions have to address the different roles that we have. Strategy sessions are also great for that woman practitioner who has never had coaching before and she kind of wants to dip her toe into it, but doesn't necessarily want to make the commitment to one-on-one coaching because she doesn't really know how it works or what it involves. So it's kind of a great way to test it out and see what it's like. And then when you see how the strategy session goes and you're happy with it, then sometimes that's the push that you need to develop that relationship with a one-on-one coach. And Dr. Danielle is your girl for that. Lots of podcasters are doing on-air coaching calls or on-air strategy sessions right now. 
And what I love about these on-air strategy sessions is I've had tons of free coaching from industry experts simply because the challenges that I'm having have matched up with someone that they're featuring on a podcast. So I've been able to apply a lot of the principles that they're coaching somebody else with to my own life or my own business. And it's also given me a real sense of how that particular podcaster does coaching and whether or not I resonate with them and would use them for a strategy session for myself. All that being said, I think you're going to love this on-air strategy session with Dr. Kate because the challenge that she's come up against is something that is so common among our mama chiropractors and among our listeners. When Kate and I did her original strategy session a few months ago, she had a couple of challenges in areas where she really wanted some specific practice growth. And Kate was an awesome client. She did everything I said, and she did it really well. She did it so well that she's had such incredible growth that in this strategy session, what she wanted to know was, how do I keep the momentum and how do I kind of control the momentum in a way that it doesn't, the growth doesn't overtake my personal life and my health and all the other things that I've got going on. So whatever stage of practice you're in right now, if you're in a growth mindset, you're going to get some fantastic ideas from Kate's on-air strategy session. If you're wondering how you would go about booking a strategy session, I'll tell you more at the end of the podcast, but basically you just go to alignwomen.com forward slash work with us. You scroll down the page a little bit, you'll see the different work with us options. And one of them is the strategy session. So that's where you would find it. The last thing I'll say about this episode before we really get into it is it's a much longer episode than normal because you are literally going to be a fly on the wall in my conversation with Kate. What you're getting today is our actual strategy session. There is almost zero editing into it. So you hear the entire conversation. And as I said, it's a four, typically a 45-minute session with Kate. We went a little bit over. So when we do our on-air strategy sessions with people, they will be slightly longer episodes. And well worth it. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Dr. Kate Antonetti. Welcome, Kate. I'm so glad to have you back. Hi, Shauna. It's great to be back. Well, this is a lot of fun. I love being able to go kind of go back in time and say, okay, what's what did we talk about before? What's working well? And then move forward. So why don't we begin? Let everybody know some of the things that we talked about when we did your first strategy session a few months ago. Um, Tell us, first of all, about yourself and your family and your practice, and then give us a bit of a recap of what we talked about in the strategy session. For sure. So um, I, my husband and I practice together. We live in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and we have a two-year-old son, and um, we are expecting our second child in October. So we are, um, we just brought on our first associate in uh, August of last, of this past year. So we're coming up on our one year with him. His name is Dr. Luke and he's fantastic. So we, we are definitely in like a growth phase and, um, and that is a big reason why I reached out to you because we are in the experience of of growth, which comes with growing pains is what I would call it. And in this experience of growth, um, it is just almost 
like laughable that I'm also now trying to figure out how to step away when we've worked so hard to grow. <laughs> so um, when I reached out to you, I was very like quite early on, I think about eight weeks into my pregnancy. And um, I really knew that obviously you know what you want to do differently the second time. Um, so I knew going into this that I for sure wanted to not be working so much leading up to the birth. And I definitely knew that I wanted to be able to take um, 12 weeks off at a minimum after I have the second and have and not just take it off, but like really feel like I'm away from the office. Like there's and when I look back onto my first, when my son Leo was born, um, I technically took, you know, I took maternity leave, but like, my goodness, I, my head was in the office all the time. And I, I couldn't really, um, I couldn't, I never felt like I fully relaxed into those early weeks of bonding with my son because it was just my husband and I, and there's all the stresses of running an office and, um, we just didn't have a strong enough game plan going into that. So I really want to have, and that's why I reached out to you is I wanted to start the process of having that strong game plan in place. Um, I wish I could say that we nailed it in the first time and I have this perfect plan because that's not the case, but we definitely got some steps closer to that. So, well, you know, Kate, um, if you have enough kids, eventually you start <laughs> to feel like you're, you know, you, it might take seven or eight, but <laughs> um, I'm a slow learner, so it'll probably be many more than that. So let's not even go there. <laughs> um, so yeah, so where we are at now is, um, it's like, it, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. I mean, your advice, I listen to the podcast, I pay attention to everything you and Danielle put out. And I really this past year, especially um, my son's two now. So I started working with Danielle um, pretty like right when I realized how much I like needed help was probably like three months into um, my son's life. And I was listening to podcasts and like, Oh my God, I, I feel so like I don't have balance. I don't didn't have any of that. So I've been like literally trying to be as diligent of a student of everything you and Danielle talk about. And I've just, I've defined my ideal patient and I have really gone after like, narrowing in my specialties and just speaking to my people and it's totally worked like to the point where I try to talk to my other girlfriends not just in chiropractic but just any business owning girlfriend I'm like you've got to define your avatar your ideal customer avatar like this has changed my life so long story short it's your all your advice has worked and I have built a a very like like a, a practice that I'm really proud of um, where I really specifically work with moms. Um, originally, like I also like I have ICPA training, so I see children too, but honestly my ideal patient avatar is a pregnant mom through her pregnancy and into her postpartum. And um, I see the kids, but Dr. Luke's great with kids and Dr. Steve's great with kids. So like it's, that's not even like my, my golden point it's really the moms that I'm great with and when you and I first talked um we were kind of driving that I mean we were talking about stepping away and having a plan um but in that same conversation I think you also at least what I took away from it 
was um, I need to really start to get clear on um, how and who who I'm serving and how I'm serving them. And um, previous to even me reaching out to you, I had started um, this class that I call Mama Core. And it's a blend of like my yoga teacher background with the DNS training I've had with like this passion that BirthFit has created within me to just really help nav moms navigate postpartum specifically in a movement style, which I just don't have time to do with every patient in my office. Mm -hmm. And you helped me so much with refining that because um, what before we spoke, my mama core group and I were meeting once a week and it was great. Um, but then we spoke and we just created small strategies specifically around the Facebook group um, to really kind of create community around this group that met. And so now from that building that community on Facebook, I now have since like the class has, has grown as a result because it just naturally increased referrals. Um, because the class has grown, my referrals to the office has grown. Um, and because of that, because of both those things and just the momentum behind it, um, the, like a big local yoga studio approached me and has asked me to come teach there as like part of their semester classes and which on many levels also made sense as far as one of the strategies we came up with which was connecting with other businesses that serve my, the ideal patient. So I feel like we've made like big leaps, but I need to talk to you again because it all worked. <laughs> and now I still need to figure out or get that plan in place so I can slowly phase out at least to an appropriate extent so I can really enjoy being with my baby. Yeah. That's amazing. I, you know, it's so great to hear how well things are working. I, actually, it's kind of funny when you were talking about how you had been listening to all the content that we've created and the things that Danielle and I have said over the course of the last year and you implemented them and they've just worked tremendously. And honestly, that's kind of the way it's supposed to happen. <laughs> like we kind of expect, yeah. you know, when you implement the things that we teach, that you get the kind of growth and the kind of balance and that sense of abundance that you really want to have. So yeah. it's awesome validation to hear somebody other than Danielle and I say, you know, this stuff really does work. And for sure, I mean, you need to give yourself a big pat on the back for the fact that you were the one who did the work. You did it and you were diligent about it. You were consistent about it. And that's why you have the kind of growth and momentum that you're having. So it's, it's awesome. Um, you know, just to expand on a couple of things that you talked about, one of the big things that Kate and I talked about the last time is um, Kate is very highly sort of specialized in pre and postnatal care, like many of the moms who listen to this podcast. But she was so specialized that almost within her own practice, she was not able to share patients over to her husband or her associate, Dr. Stephen, Dr. Luke. And when we were talking about kind of a secession plan for her pregnancy and her mat leave, you know, what was that going to look like? The question that I, I, I had brought to Kate was, well, who is going to cover your mat leave? How are you going to do that? Because 
to me, one of the great benefits of working with your spouse, and I, I don't know whether all of our listeners know, but my husband, Craig, and I practice together. So we have, we both graduated in the same graduating class back in 2000. And in 2002, uh, we both started practicing in the same town and we actually merged our practices together in 2004. And so I've had the benefit of being able to kind of move in and out through a couple of other pregnancies because Craig has been in the practice with me and it's been fairly seamless. So the point I was making with Kate was that Steve is really the obvious choice of a locum doctor. But the problem is because Kate had specialized herself so much, her patients wouldn't necessarily see a seamless transition in transferring her patients over to Steve because she had trained them so well into wanting someone who is a pregnancy and pediatric specialist and Steve doesn't have the certifications. So that was one of the big strategies that we talked about was how do we kind of, you know, how do we, first of all, get Steve on board with this, which Steve was on board. Mm -hmm. Steve, you know, Steve sees lots of kids in his practice. That's right. Right, Kate? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not like Steve had a practice that was specialized in gosh, like professional athletes, for example, where he didn't have a child practice under the age of 16 and he'd never adjusted a baby before. He has quite a similar demographic in some ways to Kate's practice. So it was a matter of how do we begin to change the language? And it went right down to your website, changing something on the website that was more us oriented as opposed to Kate oriented. And we had talked about, for example, you know, you can teach Stephen Luke Webster technique. They don't necessarily have to go and do the certification. If she is really solid on her Webster technique, she can teach them and they can say that they're Webster trained. It's not the same as Webster certified, but if as long as Kate felt that they were competent and she felt confident in, in having them work on well, on Kate, because Kate's pregnant, but also on her patients. <laughs> I mean, a patient is never going to ask you to distinguish between Webster, Webster certified and Webster trained. So those kinds of things were really important. We talked a lot about the fact that she could begin in her team meetings doing some case studies. So interesting cases that she's seen that were really specific to the pre and postpartum stage where she could begin to be teaching Steve and Luke what she does with those people. And it just would give them more confidence and a better ability to feel like they can confidently and competently treat Kate's patients. So that was really one of the biggest things that we talked about as far as kind of being able to um, lead her into a successful maternity leave where she felt like she could leave the office She wasn't worried about having to refer her patients to somewhere else, and she didn't necessarily have to have a separate locum doctor come in and pay them in order to see her patients. And it sounds like that's great. It sounds like you've been doing some really consistent training with Steve and Luke. Yeah, we have. But I mean, I do feel like if I step back and like, I'm totally honest with you, and I, I think I can feel other women listening to this being like, the common thing is, is at the end of the day, I don't think anyone, whether it's your husband, your twin, identical twin sister, or even if you cloned yourself, like, I don't think that anyone can fully make you feel like, oh, they, they're going to be just like me. But 
However, the truth is, is I don't think our patients really have that same expectation. Our patients just want to feel that the doctor has got this. Like, and so it's a certainty that the doctor has to present upon in that appointment. And it took a lot for me to get to that point because I just, I had such a hard time. We've started the process of me letting go of a few patients or at least opening up and getting them on Steve's schedule and Dr. Luke's schedule. And it was more of, it was harder on me than it was on anyone else. Mm -hmm. And it really comes down to just the mindset around really what the mindset around like what I, the care that the patient's receiving. And I had to, I learned, I really am humbled when I realized that it really has nothing to do with me. (laughs) It's just the certainty of the doctor. And when I, I, when I'm in the office and I see a patient that started with me and was with me for a long time, but just happened to be on Dr. Steve or Dr. Luke's schedule. And I see them leaving their appointment just as happy, honestly, sometimes if not more happy and just as like feeling like they got the care that they needed. It's just like that ego check that made me realize like the ego isn't just like this part of us that thinks I'm the greatest, I'm the best all the time, but it's also the part that like almost doesn't trust that almost doesn't trust other people with, with the thing that matters most to us, which in many cases is our patient. So I've really learned a lot in the past since our, our talk, because I pretty much immediately started the weaning process then. And um, I realized that as long as that doctor, whether it's the husband or the associate or a, a locum, has that look in their eye and that confidence in chiropractic and their ability to deliver it, that's all that matters. And the healing probably starts even before they put their hands on the patient. Yeah, that's right. And we've talked about this, Danielle and I, on the podcasts before, that we have to remember that the adjustment is not just what we do in all the physical structures of the spine. I really, truly believe that the adjustment is, it's a mental adjustment that we deliver to and the adjustment begins in the patient's mind and it's kind of a paradox you know the the greater your authority Kate and you have great authority with your patients you are so solid in your understanding of the subluxation and your your confidence and ability to treat the pediatric the pre and postnatal spine you have such authority in that area that when you transfer authority to somebody else people are, they're willing to say, okay, because they trust your authority so much that they just know that if you're, if you're advocating somebody else, then it's going to be fine. Yeah, definitely. And there, to, to add to that, I think for me, it was, it was really great experience. The, the part of the training that we talked about. So after you and I spoke, um, I, have been going to a separate chiropractor that's a colleague of mine through the ICPA to get my adjustments. And I was just like, that's silly. Why don't I go to Steve and Luke since I'm training them? Mm-hmm. And especially with just the way my body in this pregnancy is, I, I'm very hypermobile. So I, I need quite a bit of Webster technique. And um, so at least twice a week, I am getting adjusted by Dr. Steve and Dr. Luke. And I mean, honestly, the care that I'm receiving from them, no offense to my colleague who is absolutely amazing, but 
because of the, you know, Dr. Stephen, Dr. Luke are like really focused on they have to do a good job because I'm the one that's been training them and I'm getting these awesome adjustments and it just, again, just recertify, reconfirms my confidence in them, which I don't think I would have done if we wouldn't have had that first conversation. That's great. Well, that's going to be, it's going to be so helpful to you when you are off on mat leave, this feeling, the, the knowledge, the validation that you've had with their treatment for you and just knowing that because you've experienced it, you know, your patients are going to have the same kind of experience. So that's awesome. That, that's a huge success right there because it is very difficult to transfer care of your patients to anybody else, even your husband. Yeah, totally. Okay. One of the other things that we talked about too, um, we talked about setting up a private Facebook community. So you had your mama core class. And one of my big recommendations to you was to take the people in the class and the community of people who were kind of dabbling in mama core and create community around it. Because women in particular, we love to be in community with other people. And I mean, there's nothing like moms for, for wanting to mm-hmm. each other, to support each other and to get through life together. So it's a wonderful way of creating culture of being able to talk to people about who you are and what you do and and to allow them to really get to know you as a person and what you stand for. And honestly, it is a great funnel into our businesses. So those private Facebook groups that we set up, not just for people in our office, but when we allow the community into them, it, it feeds our souls, I think, because it allows us a platform where we have full reign to talk about the things that are important to us and to share our passions but just from a purely business standpoint, they are great marketing funnels because again, you're in a position of authority and when people want to know something, they're going to turn to you. And when you let them know that somehow chiropractic is the answer for that, they are so much more likely to come in and see you because they already have a relationship with you. So that has worked really well for you. You've done a great job setting up that Facebook group, that Facebook community. And I love that it's led to, um, to an offer of a teaching position at a yoga studio because all you're doing is you're now taking your practice out into the community. It's almost like without the adjustments, with the clinical side of it, you are actually taking your chiropractic practice out into the community without ever having to really rent a space. You're just there teaching a class able to have yet another platform. So it's amazing that they have come to you looking for that. And I have a feeling that that you're probably going to find a lot more of that happening. You will end up with more opportunities to come out into the community and be your most awesome self and be able to, um, you know, to really speak and have a platform for the passion that you have for pre and postnatal care. Well, I hope so. That sounds awesome. So I will keep my fingers crossed on that. <laughs> yeah, and I think too, but I will say I've I've sorry, I've I've paid attention to um what you and Danielle have been saying about the Facebook groups and I definitely have room for growth <laughs> within my group because as of now if you've noticed like we really only talk about the class and there's space from I've had a few moms like come in and just be, you know, ask general questions because we're all health minded moms but um I noticed what co- other colleagues are doing as far as just you know really 
posting articles and like doing live videos and um, making it much more interactive. And so I think that's where the next phase of growth in that group is going to be. And that will most likely happen after this call. <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk about that because you did have a question around that. And um, yeah, I'm gonna write a quick note because I don't. I want to make sure when we're talking about it, I don't forget. Um, but that is something that you wanted to get a little more direction on, sort of the where do we go from here now? And that's yeah. you know that's that's a you've got a great thing happening there, and I've got a few ideas on how you can actually grow that and really capitalize on the community and the momentum that you've created through that. Awesome, awesome. So that's great, Kate. What can I help you with today? So the main thing is, is even though we have made progress towards weaning patients onto Dr. Steve and Luke's schedule, um, I still am not to the place where I need to be and want to be in order to step away in October. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so I don't know whether it's headspace work that I need to do and as well as the logistics of starting to narrow down my schedule, but I, I still need strategies in how I'm going to effectively and as seamlessly as possible wind down in, in October and um, be confidently stepped away um, to, for a minimum of 12 weeks. Okay. And in my head, yeah, I, I, I'm having a hard time because really there's a ton of referrals coming in right now. So I just, it's, it's so hard to even right now. Um, I, I think in total patient hours, I am at 18 hours a week mm -hmm. and, um, which I think technically is considered part-time as it is. Um, but I would love to wean that down, but I'm to the point where my staff is like, you either need to add hours, like, what are we going to do? And, um, I think there needs to be some strategy around how I explain how I get my staff on board, or I think they just need like clear instructions as to like what the plan is. Um, and yeah, like a side, side note, but it's important is, for a lot of the families coming in, you know, that moms are bringing two to three of their children and I want to get them on regular plans and get them to schedule out and ahead. And we're getting to the point where my staff is saying like, we can't keep scheduling people ahead because then you get a new pregnant patient and you don't have room. And so <laughs> I need your help. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can definitely help with that. When you first messaged me about this, one of the things that I got from your message, you talked about how much abundance there is right now. And you talked about just the sense of, I don't know how I'm going to be able to keep up with it, especially when my energy starts going toward the end of my pregnancy. It's like, how am I going to be able to keep this business growing when my belly is growing and my own physical and emotional resources are going to be depleting? Is that totally. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so that's the first thing that I want to address because I think it's so important. You mentioned just a couple of minutes ago 
you said, you know, maybe it's a mindset issue and there's definitely a mindset issue there that I think we need to, and we need to call out and it's, it's this sense. And, and I think just about everybody gets it when they hit that, um, big growth spurt. And actually it can happen even when you're not in a big growth spurt, but we create these glass ceilings for ourselves. Have you ever read the book, um, the big leap by Gay Hendricks? No, I haven't. So that would be a good one to pick up, you know, in your spare time right okay. now. Because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> but it, no, I love books, so that's done. I, I will totally read this. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, I didn't love it the first time I read it, and the reason was because I wasn't kind of in that right place at that point. But I'm reading it again now, and I'm really loving it because I'm kind of with you. I've got so much momentum in all areas of my business that it's hard not to feel a bit like your heart is in your throat a couple of times a day, just feeling like mm-hmm. ever going to manage all this. He talks about an yeah. problem and it's something that we create for ourselves. You know, when you, when you left me the messages about it <laughs> and I say messages because Kate left me a string of <laughs> her voicemails. There were like seven or eight of them with all of her uh, various For the thoughts. record, just, Facebook would only let me leave a minute at a time. So only like eight minutes. <laughs> but I I really had this um, picture in my mind of a runaway stagecoach and it actually reminded me have you seen the movie Ned at the Museum no (laughs) okay so Leo will be old enough in a couple of years that you'll really appreciate it with him but it's just such a great movie but there's this part toward the end of the first Ned at the Museum movie where Larry the good guy is chasing the bad guy who is on a stagecoach, like an old, old Western stagecoach. And he's stolen this treasure and Larry, the good guy is trying to get it back. And they're bantering back and forth. And Larry's saying, come on, give me the treasure. Uh, You know, either make the horses stop or I'm going to make them stop. And the bad guy, Cecil says, these are money carriers, these horses. They were trained not to stop unless you have a secret word. But Larry says, oh, you mean a secret word like, Dakota and all of a sudden the horses just stop because that was their secret word and the stagecoach just comes to a screeching halt and I think it's important that we remember in our businesses you are always the driver of your stagecoach it is not a runaway stagecoach you get to yell Dakota whenever you want to pause or get off we we are not not in control. And I think that's one of the biggest things for us as drivers, as entrepreneurs, we like to be in control of everything. And when we feel that things are slipping out of control, we actually create an upper limit problem, a glass ceiling so that we can feel back in control again, we can get back in our comfort zone. And that's the kind of thing that you're talking about with this. And so I want you to read that book, Kate, and just remember that you are not on a runaway stagecoach. You are driving those horses And you get to say Dakota whenever you want to slow things down. And just because you slow things down or even pause things for a while, it doesn't mean that you're going to lose everything that you've gained. It just means that what you're going to do is hopefully put yourself in the the presence where you need to be at that time. And sometimes it's, it's not business, right? One of the things that is great about aligned women is that we are supporting moms who we shift in and out of these seasons of our lives where sometimes the business has to be our main focus and sometimes the business has to take a back seat. And as long as yeah. we're 
here and, and we can feel like we're being present exactly when and where we need to be present, you're going to be happy. So don't you worry about the horses and the business and this runaway thing that you've got going on. You've got this and you are still in control of it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so one of the things that you need to be intentional about working, and I'm going to put this as one of your action steps from today's call is actively work on your sense of belief in yourself as a leader. And you know, there's, all this woo-woo stuff about affirmations, but honestly, there's a reason why everybody, all the gurus talk about it because when you write an affirmation down and you actually say it out loud, the more you hear yourself saying it in your own voice, the more it becomes truth for you. And you know that everything starts with a thought. Everything that you are and everything that you have begins with a thought. And sometimes we need to speak and hear things in our own voice, changing the thoughts that are in our head. So I want you to work on your belief as a leader and actually create some affirmations that allow you to feel like whatever growth you have or don't have, it's a positive thing. And only you can decide what affirmations you need to write out. But I really encourage you to write out, I would write out at least half a dozen, you know, maybe up to 10. And every morning, just spend some time really looking at them, but actually speak them out loud. Okay. Can you do that? Okay. Yeah. The other thing that I want you to remember too is that what we often do, and I think where a lot of the fear comes from, is we project where we're going to be several months from now. So we're projecting forward in our business, but we're meeting our business with where we're at right now, if you know what I mean. Like you think that you're going to have to address the problems and the challenges in your business that you're going to have six months from now with the skills that you possess today. But that's not right. It, it's incongruent. Mm. You have the skills that you have today because you have worked to create those skills and your business has matched those skills today. Six months from now, you're going to be a different person and you're going to have a different set of skills six months from now. You're going to be that much further along six weeks from now even. And your business will match the skills that you will have in the future. And you just have to trust, and this can be an affirmation for you too. You just have to trust that you're going to have the skills that you need in order to lead your family and your patients and yourself into that time. And you will. Awesome. I'm writing this all down, even though I know you're going to send it to me. Like I just like need to write it down. <laughs> awesome. Okay. The next thing that I want to talk about that I think is really important when you're, you know, thinking about how you want your mat leave to look and how is that, how is your business going to meet that is creating a backup plan. And um, I don't know if you heard when Shelly Warren was on our live membership call in the Aligned Women group back at the beginning of May, but we were talking about hiring and firing and what to do. She, one of the things she talked about was what you do when a staff member leaves early. And she really addressed this point well. As small business owners, because we have such tiny teams, it really rocks our business when somebody leaves. So you leaving mm -hmm. your practice, it leaves a massive gap. It's not like in your practice, you've got 30 chiropractors and when one leaves, well, everybody else just kind of fills in. When one person leaves, if you have a front 
desk CA who leaves, for example, it's, it's, we're in panic mode, everybody's scrambling. And it's as small business people, we do not do a great job of cross training and having any kind of secession planning. And it's something that most companies do very well, but we're always flying by the seat of our pants. We don't take that time to do it. So for you guys, you and Steven Luke and your team, it's really important that you spend your next many team meetings. Do you do regular team meetings? We do. Yeah. Good. Once a week. So make sure you put in your agenda for your upcoming team meetings, just mat leave planning for Dr. Kate and mm. some backup plans. So here's the thing. When you think about all the roles that you, you specifically do, you know, in your business, you're a clinician, so you're actually performing the adjustments. If you do all of your own testing, for example, on your new patients or progress exams with your current patients, you're like a tech CA. You probably have some office manager roles. Um, if you're like me, you have bookkeeper roles. You do PR and promotion work. You're a team leader. Mm. You know, if you do some of the hiring and firing, you're in HR. So you have all these different business roles. And then on ho- at home, and there's probably other ones in there that I just haven't given thought of yet. But just to mm. give you an idea, you fill a lot of roles in the office. And at home, it's probably even more. You are a caregiver. You're a meal planner, a meal prepper, a meal maker. You probably buy the groceries. Maybe you clean your house. You likely, you know, if you fix anything around the house, you're a handyman. Uh, If you're like most moms, you're an event planner and executor for things like birthday parties and Christmas and that kind of stuff. Um, Maybe you're the home finance officer. So you have all these different roles at home. And I think it's important to have a conversation with Steve and anyone else who is a player in any realm. So whether it's at the office or whether it's at home, have a conversation about what is that going to look like if you are not able to fulfill those roles? So say, for example, God forbid, you had to go into the hospital tomorrow and they put you on bed rest till the end of your pregnancy. Who is going to do all of the different things that you do. And I'm guessing, mm. I'm going to ask you, you don't have to say yes or no, but I'm guessing <laughs> you probably don't have a backup plan for a fraction of those roles that you do. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> okay. So, um, one of the things that I think would be good for you to do is grab that echo map from Ariana Taboada's, um, website. And I'll try to remember to link that in the show notes, but She just touches on some of these things, just things to think about, you know, all of these different roles that you play and think about people who could fill those roles. And especially Mm. in office, if you start talking about these things in your team meetings, you may find that other people have skills that you didn't even know that they have. You know, you may have a CA who loves numbers and can actually take over some of the bookkeeping if that's something you do, for example. Mm. You already have a bookkeeper, so it's relevant, but you you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, totally. Steve's parents are local to you guys, right? Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. So you can talk to them about like having, I mean, have a very specific conversation around what would they like their role to be in caregiving and what would happen if, for example, something happened and you had to go on bed rest, how much are they willing to contribute? Um, You know, you may have in-laws who say, you know what, whatever you need, we're retired. We have nothing going on. We can take care of the kids 24 seven. 
or you may have in who work and they might say, you know, because we work or we have this or that going on, we would be able to take the kids on Tuesday and Thursday evenings, but we just can't do any more than that. So those are things, this is what you call building your village, right? If it takes a village, right. a child, this is building your village. Think about if you are on bed rest and Steve is with the kids and you spring a leak in your kitchen faucet, who can fix that? Who can you call, you know, on a moment's notice and say, I really need you to come over and fix this thing. Um, so all of those things, you know, maybe taking out the garbage and recycling, maybe there's a neighborhood kid, maybe you've got a 13 year old kid next door where you could pay them 10 bucks a week to take out your garbage and recycling. But think about yeah. every single role. And here's the other thing. Think about if you are not able to function for whatever reason. And now Steve has to step in and look after the kids more than you thought, for example. That's why you have to be thinking, okay, well, who would do the garbage and recycling? Who would make the meals? Yeah. Who would do these things? So have a backup plan for everything. And I guarantee you, the more comprehensive your backup plan is, the less stress you're going to feel as far as your mat leave, as far as knowing What's going to happen even in your business? Because it's, it's the same thing for your business. So, so the question I would have for you is, is Steve going to be able to handle your volume when you're on that leave? Uh, no, he will. He, no. <laughs> so, but the combo of, that, of Steve and Luke should be able to handle it for sure. Okay. So think about that because that's a big one. So between the that two, you're going to take your patients, but your patient numbers right now are not necessarily what your patient numbers are going to become September. Well, that's they true. may stabilize, true. but they may continue yeah. to grow. And in that case, will they be able to? So these are just conversations that you're going to need to have. But the reason I'm bringing it up in this sense too is, Say Steve has to work extra hours. Say he has to absorb some of your hours. Well, that means he's at home mm. to help look after. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Is this, so is this all in the echo mask that you're, that we're walking through? A lot of it is, but a lot of okay. it, you know, so if you, once you get the recording of this, you just listen to the recording over again, write down some yeah. And you'll, yeah. get, I mean, you'll get the gist of what I'm talking about. And when you start writing it down, when you start listing out some of those roles, your pen is just going to keep on going. You'll find it very easy to just keep flowing. And then yeah. as the days and weeks go on, you'll be more aware of some of the things that you do. But when you're talking Definitely. about managing your energy as your pregnancy goes on, so how do I keep this thing going with more and more limited energy and you know less and less physical? ability like they I mean yeah I'm just talking about you've got a bigger belly you are going to be more tired it is a little different with the second than it is with the first so it may you may have tons of energy by the end of your pregnancy you may hit 28 weeks and hit a wall and barely be able to function the point is you just don't right so yeah if you want to be thinking about what are the things that are going to require my energy the most what is it it's leo and it's my patients and obviously steve right mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. so all of the other things that you're doing you got to drop them off one by one as your energy begins to come down if it comes down you have to start dropping yeah. so if you clean your house get a house cleaner if you um make all your meals 
start outsourcing some of that. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to begin to to sort of have a list of these are the first things that I am going to stop doing once I feel like I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm starting to burn out and I really just want to on the things that are the most important. And then you, you begin to call in those people that you've already mapped out who can help you out. For sure. And this rings so true because what happened with my pregnancy and early months of Leo's life was Steve absorbed everything. And oh my gosh, that was like so stressful for him. I felt, I mean, we literally for his health sake, we can't let that happen again. Yeah. And really the same thing goes for him. This isn't just your pregnancy. This is, this is your, your, yours and Steve's and, and Leo's and even, you know, your parents and his parents, it's, it's all of mm. because it's going to affect all of you. So the more you can outsource some of that stuff and Danielle and I talk about outsourcing all the time. There is not another time where it's more important. I don't think than when you're pregnant, unless of course you had a sick child. Hi again, it's Dr. Shauna just popping in, in the middle of this podcast recording. There's something that I want to make sure is really, really clear with all of you who are listening. We're talking about outsourcing and backup plans and making sure you know who your village is and who would take over for you when you're pregnant, but it's no different if you're not pregnant. The principle is the same for anyone. The busier you get and the more tasks that get on your to-do list the less energy you're going to have for any one task. And so what we want to do is always be focusing our most important energy on the most important things. So asking yourself that question, who needs my A-game right now? And that's where you begin to start delegating out, just dropping things off of your to-do list that you don't need to do and delegating them, deleting them, or outsourcing them. Back to our podcast. Um, Okay. Right. Talking about your mat leave, <clears throat> you mentioned with Leo that you had six weeks and you just, and I'm remembering back to our first strategy session, you mentioned that you felt like six weeks was just not long enough. So the question that I would have for you, so here's another action step, is I want you to think about if time and money were not a factor at all, what does a perfect mat leave look like for you? How long is it? how would you begin to transition back into patient care? Would it be like literally overnight you go full time or would it be, you know what, I start back one morning a week or I start back two shifts a week? What, what would be your absolute perfect mat leave? Have, do you know what that is right now? I've got a pretty good definition of it. I mean, I do have to sit down and you know, get, drop some finer details, but the, the basics are, and Steve and I have talked about, um, going through taking, because the baby's due mid-October, so taking off all through the holidays and returning to October, November, December, January, returning like early February or possibly even March. And we, a big, um, support system for us. And you mentioned it is Steve's parents and they return from, um, they're snowbirds. So they come back from Florida, um, in early March. So Mm -hmm. it would actually more look like four months or even five months of me, a big chunk gone, like maybe coming in once to twice a week, um, after three months, but really being out of the office, 
um, and and not not a huge presence in the office until my in-laws return and they can help again with childcare. So what I also hope to do is um, obviously never work. I don't want to ever work more than I am working now. Mm -hmm. So I'm at um, 18 hours total and, um, and that's just the patient seeing hours. So I don't know. I never know how to answer the question of how many hours do you work when you're a chiropractor? Because I mean, I'm literally seeing patients for 18 hours, but you know how that multiplies with notes, with back office stuff. So I haven't really done the math of how much time I'm actually in the office, but it's a lot. So, but what matters most to me is, is protecting my energy, which is given off the most when I'm one-on-one with patients. So yeah, I think I need to do some more defining of what that perfect leave looks like. So that sounds really nice to just dream up. Um, I have a good idea that coming back, um, having the baby mid-October and returning to a similar schedule, um, maybe even a little less um, early March. So what is that? That's, that's like five months off. Yeah. Nice. That feels like so luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I will just tell you that in Canada, everybody gets 12 months as a mat leave. Now, obviously as a chiropractor. Well, that's how it should be. Totally. Yeah, and obviously as a chiropractor, I'm sure it's different. No, yeah, as a chiropractor, it's yeah. just in the States. We, we take whatever we feel like we can take. But um, yeah. for me, one of the great things about practicing with my husband, my so my first child I actually had in my last year of chiropractic college. So I had no mat leave. I luckily had him in the middle of an exam week. And then our next week, we naturally got off like as a semester journal. <laughs> But then the next Monday morning, oh my gosh. sitting butt in seat with a baby in a baby carrier at 8 a.m. on Monday morning. So that was my mat leave. That's wild. But then with my second, we, so we waited a long time before we had Jenna. And by the time I was pregnant with Jenna, that's when Craig and I merged our practices. And I took, I told all my patients I was going to be back after three months. I didn't. I came back after 12 months and it was awesome. Yeah. So you have to remember awesome. that nothing's set in stone. And a big part of that is you just don't yeah. know. And you don't know how you're going to feel. You feel differently with two, yeah. feel with one. So you, you know, you have to give yourself permission to have the postpartum transition period that you need to have. And it's especially mm-hmm. the fact that Steve and Luke are there and they're already in place. You're so blessed that you've already put those yeah. things in place that are going to give you some freedom to do whatever it is that you need to do for you and Leo and baby number two. So that's great. But what I want you to do is really create some CEO time in your week. And I'm, I'm sure you already do that. But that white space where you are working on your business and not in your business. And part of what you need to be doing is really thinking about what do I want? What would I love to see? Because as you know, the more you think about it, the more likely you are to bring it about. So having an idea ahead of time of what you would love and just thinking about options. I mean, one of the things you talked about when you were asking basically, how do I deal with my schedule the way it is? Well, one of the options that you have is you could spend some of the time that you're in the office instead of actually adjusting as many patients, you could free up some of that adjusting time, pass the adjustments over to Steve and Luke, even while you're pregnant. 
and spend the time that you're in the office doing long appointments. You know, you can mm -hmm. be that gatekeeper where they're coming in, they've been referred to you, they're coming in to see you. You're doing the initial visit and the report of findings and setting them up on their care plans, but then they're, they're going to know clearly that to begin the adjustments, they're going to be seen by either Steve or Luke. And that's something that yeah. will give you some breathing space before you have the baby in your schedule. And then the other thing is totally. on mat leave, you can begin to come back into the office during times that your, your patients are no, when you would have normally been seeing your patients and they're normally still scheduled at that time. You can bring them yeah. into the office and just hang out and just visit for a while. Yeah. Just the, the presence that you have, just you being in the office will help retention. And I'm not telling you that you should, yeah. but if you're at home and you're, no, I, I, oh, you. yeah. I miss the office. I miss patients, but I don't know if I'm ready to go back and adjust, just go back and hang out in the office and you'll get a lot of that yeah. feeling and people will be able to connect with you, but maybe you're not ready to come back and adjust yet. And then when you do come back, depending on what your childcare schedule is like or how you're feeling, you get to decide, you know, do I want to do a long day, just one long day, or do I want to do a couple of long days, or maybe I want to do two morning shifts, or maybe I want to do a morning shift and an afternoon shift and just two hours. And in those two hours, all I'm going to do is do long appointments. You get to decide, but just knowing what the options are in your head and kind of listing them out, because I guarantee you, you will forget what your options are after you have the baby, right? <laughs> and like, thumbtack it to your office wall at home so you don't forget what they are but yeah knowing that you have options is such a help and it's so it, it, it's it gives a lot of peace when you're going through that period but as far as how do you free up your schedule between now and October if you're adamant about not adding in hours and I agree with you I'm not sure that that's probably the best strategy given where you're at in your pregnancy you, what you can do is just become very choosy about who you see during those hours. Yeah. So you can, yeah. those could be times <laughs> where now you only see your ideal patients. So you don't see, do you see any men in your practice right now? No, zero. It's awesome. <laughs> Love that. So maybe in, <laughs> you don't even see the kids anymore. You know, you let the parents, yeah. you can schedule your family's appointments at the same time, but the kids are going to see Dr. Steve or Dr. Luke, and I'm going to see you. Um, yeah. And I think unless the child is very young, most people will be fine with that, especially if they're used to having been adjusted by Steve or Luke. So those yeah. are the ways that you could free that up. The other thing is, if you need to, you create a wait list. There's nothing wrong with having a waitlist practice. I, I promise you that anyone who has a waitlist practice, it just makes them even more desirable to other people. But given where you're at, give yourself the permission if you need to, to have a waitlist practice. Yeah, that's a crazy like thought, but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, so there's the piece of me that like kind of fights back on that because I don't know why, uh, mainly because my ideal patient is pregnant. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, she can't wait much longer. But I did have a question for you and for your advice on, I think, yeah, we talked about it in our first meeting, but, and this is something I would recommend to any of our colleagues that um, want to work with pregnant women. I was fortunate enough that in my hometown here in Kalamazoo, a local hospital hosted a spinning babies workshop and I attended to learn 
but I also was the only chiropractor there. So it just immediately made me the referral source for these midwives and nurses. And that was pretty much maybe a couple weeks before you and I talked. And I had already at that point started to see the referrals coming in from that. Um, so my question for you is that has obviously continued and where I feel like the most, uh, that like anxious energy is I, I opened up, I normally actually didn't see patients on Mondays and Wednesdays, but I opened up specifically from the 12 to two o'clock hour, um, two new patient spots. And I told my staff really only new patients are allowed here mm -hmm. and that's when I do their intake and then we were just putting them on my Tuesday Thursday adjusting hours um, but what I what you just said really set off a bell in my head of like I didn't even think of this and what are your thoughts around me when I really do need to start to conserve still accepting those new patients but from the get-go doing their initial exam um, and then from the get-go just communicating and getting them prepped and ready to see Dr. Luke or Dr. Steve as part of just like the, this is how the practice works kind of deal. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I think it's okay. worth having a conversation too with your referring partners, with your midwives, your PTs, the people who are referring to you to let them know that they can feel confident referring to your office, even when you're not there that you're still overseeing a lot of the casework that your husband, that, that Stephen Luke are awesome at what you do and that your office is still a pre and postpartum care office. So I, I do think it's yeah. having that conversation because if I was a midwife, I would wonder, I think she's not there. Okay. Does that mean like, do I have to look for somebody else, but have a really yeah. conversation. And I would say that should be a face-to-face -face conversation. If you can have a face-to-face -face yeah. conversation with them and let them know what your plan is as far as, accepting referrals and how that's going to work while you're gone. And it doesn't have to be a long drawn out conversation. It's simply, Hey, you know what, just so you know, while we're gone, Steve and Luke are seeing all my pre and postpartum patients. They're completely qualified. They're awesome at what they do. And we're still going to be able to accept your referrals and they'll say, okay, great. Awesome. But it yeah, just, that needs to happen. Questions. yeah. Um, and the other thing too is you can, again, in order to free up, your energy to do what only you can do, you may be able to bring in, say, a staff member or a chiropractic intern if there are things that you do that they can do. For example, in your yeah. visit, you know, if you don't have to be the one doing range of motion and bilateral weights or, you know, whatever it is for you, there's probably a lot yeah. of things you do that you could train somebody to do. And if that frees up more of your time, and I'm not saying you should do it that way, but I know we talked about this in your first strategy session. Think about all of your processes and think about all the inefficiencies that you can possibly cut out. And it's going to help mm. you in your pregnancy, but it's also going to help you tremendously when you come back into work. When all of those inefficiencies are already cut out, you can hit the yeah. ground at an even better pace than what you had before. Totally. So yeah. you have to start with the end in mind and reverse engineer the process. Start with the mat leave that you want to have and then begin to reverse it back to where you are right now and think about all those different areas. Where can you begin to transition patients over? Where can you begin to even limit some of your, some of your hours? Um, 
Mm. You know, you could have Steve and Luke doing some of the initials. If people are being referred to you, you don't have to be the one to see them all. You can just say, well, you can wait three weeks to see me or Dr. Steve could see you on Wednesday and they can choose. Yeah. That sounds good to me. <laughs> now, earlier in the call, um, you wanted to talk about MamaCore. What was your question? Yes. Um, oh, MamaCore, the Facebook group. Is, I have a few questions on MamaCore, so I'll kind of let you decide where we go first. But um, so if you, so on Facebook, I have the MamaCore KZoo Facebook group. And I started that before you and I met as just like a way to um, alert people of classes once they came to class to kind of keep just more so because it's not like I have a studio or a mind body account where people could see class times. So all of our classes were posted on there. Mm -hmm. And then you and I talked and then I realized, oh my gosh, I already have this built in Facebook community group. Yeah. Um, so I just started just put, putting more communication efforts into it. Um, but if you were to look at it now, you would definitely notice that really the only communication I'm doing in there is revolving the actual class itself. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like after seeing examples of other mama chiropractors that have created Facebook groups um, to build community, to build um, expertise, to just keep a conversation going, um, I'm totally open to advice and guidance as to what where you think I should take this mama core group and and partly also because one of the big blessings of now being um, asked to teach at this yoga studio is there's a lot less logistical work on my end like mm -hmm. I don't need like they have mind body they are managing the space they you know like there's all the things that I don't so much need to post our dates uh, on Facebook anymore. So I want to um, take whatever membership and momentum I have in this group and just, uh, you know, move forward with it and make it serve, serve like the, the growth and the building of MamaCore and postpartum chiropractic. Okay. So my suggestion and you can do with this what you want. You can go ahead with it or you can not if it's not congruent with what you're thinking. But I would turn the MamaCore Facebook group, instead of it being specifically about MamaCore and the, the class and even about chiropractic, I would turn it into a community mom's group for people who want to raise babies or raise their family in a healthy lifestyle. Um, and I would even think about changing the name slightly, something like from Mama Core to Mama Care. You know, it's the Mama Care oh, cool. group. And then Mama Core can be part of it. So you can promote your Mama Core classes. And because the name sounds so, so similar, it will sound like it's part of the branding, which it is. But what you can do is you become the local expert on all things health and lifestyle related to raising a healthy family. And the fact that you're in it with your own two little kids, I mean, pretty much every single challenge you come up against with your own kids, with your breasts, with your you know, postpartum recovery, all of those things, they become a teaching moment. They become content that you can talk about. Um, you know how Danielle loves to put out little questions in the mama chiropractors or the aligned women group. And it might be something like, yeah, I don't know, like yogurt, yay or nay. And 
everybody was yeah. that stuff, but it becomes a talking point. I'm not saying that Danielle has ever posted on yogurt, but <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. you, become, you manage the group and you become the authority within that group and people will just, they will begin posting on their own. Like it will gain its own momentum and people will start tagging other people cool. within that. You can be doing tons of Facebook live videos on health stuff, on lifestyle stuff, on parenting issues. You can bring in guest experts. I mean, Facebook has this awesome feature now where we can be doing split screen Facebook live videos. So you can actually invite another local business in. So it's a great way to connect as well with local businesses. And then what they do is they share it out into their groups and they begin to invite people in their tribe into your tribe. And I mean, it just, it will balloon, like it will explode on you. But what it will also do is serve as a funnel into your practice and into your mama core classes. Does that make sense to you? Awesome. Yes, that's such a good idea. And I love mama care. Yeah. Mama core to mama care. That was well, genius. That's, that's what I would do. And I think that also solves your question that you had asked me in your messages about podcasting. Um, yes, it to- I saw the same thing. Like that's exactly it's actually better because I certainly don't want to add another thing to my to-do list. And that's literally what I would do from the comfort of my own home, as opposed to driving to my friend, the PT's office and setting up a podcast and figuring that out. Like I love it. You can do it all like that. And I mean, there are so many other things that can come out of that as well, but I would say that would be a switch that you can do right now and you can begin, you can begin to build that community. And then when you're actually at home right after you've had the baby, you'll actually find it really easy to build that community even more because that's where your focus will be because now you're not in patient care. You're not doing admin work at the office. You're spending all this Mm -hmm. time breastfeeding or whatever you're, however you're feeding your child and you know, you'll have, you may have your laptop open or your, your phone nearby and you'll be communicating with these moms. So, um, yeah, I just think if you're wondering what you can do with that group, that would be the direction that I would lead you in a, because I think it's the easiest option and B, I think it's the option that's going to give you the most, it's going to give you tremendous bang for your buck. And it's going to, it's going to do exactly what you want, which is be able to communicate your passion teach people in the community, but also lead your ideal patient right into your office. Awesome. Well, your advice has been spot on so far, so I will for sure continue to take your advice. Great. Well, I hope that that's helpful to you. So the things that we talked about today were working on your belief and writing out some affirmations and reading that book, The Big Leap. It was creating a backup plan and having a conversation with Steve and Luke and any other player in your life around all the different roles that you have and creating that kind of pregnancy echo map. It is reverse engineering your mat leave. So thinking about how do you want the ideal mat leave to look and what are the options for coming back into practice and then reverse it back out to this point today and included in that will be how are you going to manage some of those schedule changes that will allow you to increase your capacity but at the same time not cause you to have to work more hours Uh, and then the last thing is flipping from mama core to mama care awesome i'm like so excited to get rolling on these Well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you and stay in touch with me and I will stay in touch with you and just make sure that as we go along, if you have any questions, um, 
I'm always available to help answer them. And good luck with everything. Let us know how things are going awesome. in the women groups or in the mama chiropractors groups. Yeah, I will for sure. And thank you so much for, for helping me see the, the forest through all the trees. I really, really appreciate it. Well, that's my job as a coach. That's what a coach is supposed to do. <laughs> the answers are all inside you, Kate. It's just our job to help bring them out. And it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you. Have a great day. You're welcome. You too. So that is an on-air strategy session. What did you think? I'm anxious to know. If you love this episode, I'm going to ask you to do at least one of three things. The first is go to the review section on your podcast app and leave the Aligned Women podcast an amazing five-star review. That's one of the things we haven't been asking for, but reviews are what help people find our podcast. And so if you found it helpful, other women chiropractors may also find it helpful and a great review can help that. The second thing is, if you know of someone who doesn't listen to the podcast and you think that they could use some of the implementation ideas that we gave Kate today, then please go ahead and share this episode with them. The third thing is, if you think you would love to do a strategy session, I'm going to ask you to head right on over to alignedwomen.com forward slash work with us. Scroll down the page to where it says strategy sessions and click the link that says book your strategy session. That'll take you to a page that is dedicated wholly to the strategy session and explaining it and giving you a little more idea of what the process involves. And the process is pretty simple. Once you've paid for the session, we'll come up with a time that works well in both of our schedules. I'll send you a link to a special questionnaire where you'll tell me tons about your business, your life, your all the key players. I'll get a good sense of what your challenges are. And that way I have time to really think about it beforehand so I can give you the best possible strategies in your strategy session. And once again, that link is alignedwomen.com forward slash work with us. And you'll find all the other options for working with us on that page as well. The mastermind group, the aligned women group coaching group, Danielle's one-on-one -on -one coaching, and of course the strategy sessions. That's all for this episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. Have an amazing day and I will see you next time on the Aligned Women Podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the Aligned Women Podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join the community of amazing women doctors in our free private Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors, by going to alignedwomen.com slash mama chiropractors. And if you'd love to fast track your success in life and practice, subscribe to the waitlist for the Aligned Women Team group coaching membership by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. Have an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Aligned Women podcast.